Hey pals. Wow, how time flies. I had the privilege of interviewing Matt and Haley Dowdell in early December and have finally had a chance to sit down and record my opening. It was a pleasure interviewing these two and after listening to the interview again, learning from them. I'm looking for my next guests on the podcast, so please volunteer as I'm not quite ready to start begging. Last thing before we get to the interview, we're changing Google Groups. Please complete the survey to make sure you are moved, removed from the old group and moved into the new group. This change should be taking place sometime in March. Check out the Google group, the current one, for more information. Today I'm here with Matt and Haley Dowdell from, where are you guys from? Livingston Butte, Anaconda, Montana. That, that's, a, that's a lot to say. And that's how many stores? <laughs> Where our three stores are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Southwestern Montana. Southwestern Montana. So you get tropics all year round. There's there's sun, you know, every day, no snow. There's nothing to do up there but bathe in the sun and do nothing, right? You bet. Pretty yeah. much. You're a perfect spot for that. Awesome. So this is this is unique. This is the first father-daughter combination we've had on the Pal Pod. So oh, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. And the other, the other nice thing about this is, Matt, you were involved with PAL a few years ago. Is that correct? You know, not really. Um, you know, to be honest, Haley is uh, she's our fledgling member um, here in this organization, so um, she knows a lot more about PAL, and um, I've gotten to know more about PAL from her. Um, you know, obviously with her involvement. But no, I, I'm sorry, I didn't have any involvement with it. So you're going to be at our next summit, though, right? Well, I'd love to. Is that an invitation? That That is definitely an invitation. And uh, you're definitely invited to stay out to 2, 3 in the morning talking business and, and all that fun stuff that we do at a summit. Oh, you bet. No, that looks good. I've seen some incriminating photos. So. <laughs> Hopefully not of me. <laughs> uh, so so what do you guys love about, about working at Ace and owning an Ace store or a couple of Ace stores? Well, I think, you know, for me, Everything about ACE is about people. Um, you know, I, I think of myself as a people person. I like people. I like customers. We love our employees. So for me, that's really uh, the best part about it is having a great team, showing up every day, trying to help people out. So by far, number one. I'll kind of mimic what Matt said, and I love being able to work with people and I'm not a part of ownership. I do marketing, and so I get to do a lot of community involvement, which I really love. Um, but right now, my favorite part is that I get to work with my dad. That's been the best part of it for me so far. How often do you work together? We're sitting in our shared office right now, so <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 space constrained at the moment, so we we uh, maybe a little bit begrudgingly moved in together, but it's worked out just fine and. <laughs> Um, we travel together sometimes between the stores and, um, you know, I'd like, I used to do a lot of the marketing stuff, um, you know, at our stores before Haley came on, she has certainly taken it and gone way beyond what I ever did, but, you know, I've been able to provide her with a little bit of background and, uh, you know, I think Haley's probably selling herself short a little bit too, because in addition to doing the marketing for the three stores, um, she has a very um, significant uh, role in our human resources stuff, which I, human resources, I guess, is a bad word these days, but um, she does a lot on our benefit side of things. 
And so, you know, I mostly, you know, direct her to some degree to investigate, but she does a lot of the of the uh, choosing of benefits and then implementing of them. And, um, you know, and then she kind of lets me know what, what they're up to and how they're evolving. And so lots of different ways. So who's the better driver going between the stores? Well, let me ask you this question. I mean, have you ever met anybody who didn't think they were the best driver in the world? Uh, a few people, yes. <laughs> we get there faster if I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Haley, are there any benefits out there right now that, that you're working on that's progressive and, and just mind-blowing that uh, that we should know about? A few months ago, we started a wellness initiative in our stores, and we originally were trying to do it every week and calling it like a Wellness Wednesday, which proved to be hard to come up with valuable topics every single week. Um, and so we've done it now more on a monthly basis, and so we're doing things like credit education for the staff, um, talking about health savings accounts, um, the importance of hydration, just overall wellness. But we recently found a woman uh, named Jen Shimbano. She's working off of the book The Dream Manager by Matthew Kelly. And she's working with staff members individually right now to talk to them about what their dreams are and hopefully in the next six months put them more on a trajectory to reach those which is a very cool program. We just had our first meeting last week, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool thing Haley mentioned for sure. It's, that's, that's certainly a very unique offering. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we learned about the Dream Manager probably 10 or 12 years ago through Linda Small, but never really quite knew how to really how to implement it. And then Haley bumped into Jen at a women's uh, women in business conference at Montana State University one day and and it kind of germinated from there. But I think that, you know, on the benefit side, um, some of the things that I think have been um, maybe developments for us in the last couple of years, um, certainly our personal leave policy, I think that we really, I think, believe around here that, I mean, we all work to make money. There's no doubt about that. But the thing that people seem to crave most in their lives is time. And so we've really worked to beef up our personal leave policy and the amount of time that people can earn and specifically making a, a, a significant gain in that first year. You know, it feels like, especially with sales associates and cashiers, um, you know, people that are in their very first year, it was really difficult in the past to, to earn any time off. And, you know, we sort of believe that in order to be a great employee, you have to have a balanced life, and a balanced life includes time away from work. So um, we beefed up, especially that early, you know, couple few years, um, people being able to earn more time off much more quickly, and I think that's been great. Um, you know, I remember it's hard to believe, but we went 12 years in business without having a um, expecting mother uh, on our team. And uh, all of a sudden we had two in one year. And um, I, I was talking about one of the uh, pregnant women on our team and with a manager. And I said, well, what is our, what does our maternity leave policy say? And they said, we don't have one. And I was, 
so embarrassed to think that we didn't have something like that. Um, and so we quickly did that. And I, I am not going to remember all the details, but I think we, we give a six week, uh, paid maternity leave. Um, oh, Haley's correcting I, me. She I believe it's 12. Yeah. Yeah, 12 yeah. Anyway. Um, so those are a couple of things here recently that we've done that I think make a big difference. You know, we, um, we pay 85% of health insurance. We offer voluntary vision, dental, certainly, of course, a store discount. You know, I don't there's lots of little things. But, yeah, it's a very important part of what we do, for sure. So that, that's some of the nice things that you offer. Yeah. What are some of the pain points in your business? Well, I mean, cert, I mean, you know, Employee retention, um, I think, all of a sudden became an issue for us. So we we always, I think, enjoyed great retention, um, tight labor market in Montana for sure, but I think nationally as well. Um, you know, so I, I for me, I feel like that's become more challenging here recently. I'd like to think that we're responding to that and adapting to that and. Um, and I think the way that you do that is being a, a more engaged employer and investing more in people and, you know, yeah. trying to help them um, with the tools, resources, and training to be successful in their jobs. But, yeah, employee retention, I would think, would be that, – that's that's the pain point that comes up most often, for sure. What kind of leadership styles do you have? Are they similar or are they completely different? Uh, Haley and I? Yes. Um, well, I could characterize my own. I'll let Haley do that. Um, you know, I, I tend to think that of my leader, leadership style as being um, sort of a more of a nurturing, respectful type of approach with people. Sure. Um, I really like for the employees in our organization, I think we maybe have 70 or so, I like for them all to know that they have um, access to me at all times that I view a really big part of what I do here as to be accessible to our people. So I will tell them, you know, there's, there's nothing you can't call me about at any time of day or night that, I'll, that I wouldn't be there for you. Um, and then I think, uh, I think a really key component maybe to a leadership style is, I mean, you gotta, you gotta walk the talk. And um, and I think a big part of that is the investment that you make in people. I mean, not just monetarily through things like wages and benefits and things like that, but, but you know, your time and attention and caring. So, you know, demonstrating that you know who they are, what they're going through, and that you remember and care. And so I would say that's probably a pretty big part of my style. Haley, what's your style? I don't have a huge leadership role in the stores um, right now with doing marketing. Um, I would say that my leadership style falls closely with Matt, that I like to be someone that people feel that they can approach, that they can speak to, um, that if they're struggling with something that they have someone to listen to. Um, and so I really just try to be someone who's open and approachable and, and lead by example. Um, but that's the extent of it in our stores for right now, I think. Well, and, and uh, hey, so I'll tell you this. So Haley won't toot her own horn on this, but she was, 
you know, in school and athletics, she was, she was three, she was a captain for three years in softball. And um, one of the great things that Haley always did, I thought as a leader was uh, provide humor, right? So just to keep things light. And uh, she has a great sense of humor. You've part of it, you probably know that from these late night pal uh, <laughs> business conversations. Yeah, just, just a few humorous uh, <laughs> events with Haley. Yeah. I was going to open it up with a Packers joke, but I felt like it wasn't appropriate for a podcast. Why? What's what's the joke? You can say it. (laughs) We'll talk about it later, Ryan. (laughs) Uh, I'm actually in that store today, uh, gazing out at my parking lot uh, at the field and thinking that you you two need to come out for a game if you hate the Packers so much. You got to see the the awesomeness of the stadium of Lambeau Field. Oh, I would love it. Yeah, I would love it for sure. Uh, Haley, what position did you play in softball? I pitched. So not only the leader on the field, but also the you know captain. Pitcher, pitcher is the the focal point of the softball diamond, and then then the captain, the the vocal point of it. So that that's pretty awesome. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Matt, who's your favorite baseball team? Boston Red Sox, buddy. So Haley, right? Haley got. Oh, I knew it. I knew it was yours, Haley. So. Um, Red Sox, you know, big market team. Do you uh, do you take that into your account for your store, the the spending spree that to make yourselves better? <laughs> well, so I, I'm a I'm a Boston native, um, and uh, you know, you just don't even have a choice about whether you love baseball or not. Um, well, you know, I will say, uh, to, I mean, to answer your question seriously, for sure, you know, we um, we are definitely believers in and spending, spending money to make money. And, uh, you know, we, if, if something's broken, go get a new one, you know? Um, and we, we, we very much believe that you have to consistently, um, you know, evaluate your store, especially your physical plant, resets, remodels, expansion, all of that stuff, uh, fairly regularly. So, um, yeah, we're definitely big investors in our own business for sure. So it's talking about expansion. How did you, how did you acquire three stores? Well, so I have a 50% business partner, um, guy named Tom Schellenberg. He is a, um, a CPA, um, and he was my accountant at the time. And we had been talking for a couple of years about going into business together. We're sort of like, classic opposites, um, which I guess would make us, you know, in the best case, you know, good to compliment each other. And um, he was the accountant for the three stores that we own now. And, um, you know, he said, listen, uh, the guy who runs this business is going to open some other three stores down in Texas. Um, I think it's something that we could make a run at. Uh, what do you think? I, I would like kind of a front man to do operations, and I, I know the numbers well, and I can I can be the accountant finance guy. And um, and honestly, I'd never been in retail, and um, you know, so I thought to myself, well, why would I want to do this? So I asked him, why do you want to do this? And he said, really, I want to be the best employer in three communities. And um, it was a great answer because. It might have been the only answer that would have gotten me on board. Um, and I immediately said, you you got it. Um, sounds like a great idea. Like I could really line up for that job. So that's how we got into it. 
So we got into all three at once. And um, not joking, I said to him, um, hey, uh, I want you to run a projection um, for us being 20% down next year because I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. And um, so he did. He ran it and came back. And he said, well, it's not pretty, but we're still in business. And I said, great. All right. Well, so I got a, I got a little bit of padding here. And um, I think we were up probably 25% in that first year. We had a huge increase. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so what was what was your previous life before mm. ACE? Yeah. So, um, well, just before I came on at ACE, I was working um, for a close friend of mine who had started a really, really unique um, um, I guess you would call it a biotechnical type company. Um, he built a really large outdoor hydroponic facility for plants to be used in um, rapid um, remediation of wetland sites. So um, <clears throat> it was a really unique business model. He was running the consulting end of things asked me to come on board to run the uh, production and sales side of things. Um, so that was the job be just before that. And just prior to that, I started working with um, um, a, the, one of the very first online marketing research companies. So back in like 96, um, you know, doing, doing online market research like surveys and um, focus groups and um, different database type projects, customer satisfaction type projects with entertainment companies like Disney, Sony, CNN, uh, stuff like that. That sounds, that sounds fun. It was interesting for sure. I learned a lot. Haley, did you, um, I know, I know you're, you're on the younger side. Did you have a job before coming to ACE that was a, a full-time job or did you come right from college? No, so I were I cashiered in the stores throughout high school, and then when I went to college, I bartended through college at a few at two different restaurants, and then um, I worked, and I worked full time I think the last uh, my junior and senior year of college, and then for <clears throat> a year and a half after I graduated, I was a manager at a bar, and then I moved um, back to Livingston to uh, work in the business. So did you transfer any knowledge from the bars that you worked at to bringing them to ACE? I think the people was the biggest thing that I brought back, that I worked with so many different people. And I worked, um, I think the demographic of people that I worked with in the restaurants that I work with right now are similar. And so I feel like I can relate um, to them and be more on their level, especially when I'm talking to them about things like benefits or trying to get them to participate in uh, some of my marketing approaches, which, you know, requires them to take pictures and kind of put themselves out there. And so I think really my communication style and having to um, be relatable and patient, it was the biggest thing for me. So what is unique about your stores? Well, that's a good question. Um, I, I saw that question in advance, so I was looking at it and thinking about it. You know, <clears throat> retail thousands of years old, at least. Uh, so 
we, my, my personal philosophy for our business is not to try to reinvent the wheel, right? So we, we look for, um, we look for people who do things really well and we try to copy them. And um, I think one of the great things about being an ACE retailer is that we really have the ability to buy the bulk of what we have from, you know, from ACE hardware. We have a great distribution system. So um, that being said, a couple of things um, that I think are unique for us right now um, in our, in our Butte store, which um, we built a new store at about a year ago is when we completed it. We've been in that market for about 13 years. Um, we put in a new uh, gift, gift type section in there. Um, as we call it our niche section. It's um, really, really nice. They've done a great job with it. They're constantly turning it over. And I think really attracting um, maybe a little different customer there with that. Mm -hmm. And um, I've seen maybe some stores that do that, but I do feel like ours is a little unique. Um, and then I would say uh, also in that store, all of our stores um, in the stores in Montana, I think that aren't lumber yards tend to have, you know, probably just a little bit um, of, you know, two by fours and you know, yeah, yeah, just a little bit of project mm -hmm. lumber, right? Well, we just, in, in Butte, there's nobody open on Sundays when people are doing projects. And so we, we started carrying a lot of plywood and, uh, sheetrock and we just we really blew up our our lumber section without being a lumber yard um, so it's very different for our stores and I think a different offering than I've seen in other stores kind of seems like you're either the full-blown LBM or you're you have that little eight foot section or something you know um, it's been really good for us where do you get those supplies from do you get them from ace or you get them from an outside vendor outside vendor yeah Uh, what's your idea for ACE's future? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, clearly it seems obvious to me that online sales have to be a pretty big focus for our future. Um, and, and I think that obviously that runs counter kind of to, to what we've done for the last 90 plus years. Um, and yet the numbers are, are so compelling. Uh, and I hope that I think as retailers that we will invest uh, generously in that area. I think the returns will be really great. Um, <clears throat> now, technology is an important component of online sales. And I feel that that has been an Achilles heel for us. Um, and during my time here at ACE, um, when I think about um, our platform, you know, our Epicor platform, and um, it's, re it's relatively difficult user interface. Um, and I think right now, I, I don't believe that we're, that we're um, where we need to be in terms of optimizing online sales. So I think we really have to improve on our on the technology side. Um, so, oh, so but if you want kind of a fun idea, right? Like that's kind of 
pretty practical, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think we should, I'd like to consider doing a drive-through. I don't, I tried to find an ACE drive-through, right? People want convenience and I'm thinking, why not a drive-through? So there you go. That could be fun. And hard. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who, who's working a drive-through window today? Yeah. Especially in, especially in winter. You bet. Matt can pilot it. Yeah. Call JV right now and ask him to. Yeah. Um, what uh, what keeps you going? What keeps you getting up in the morning and coming to the store with your your positive attitude and and your your um, willingness to help your customers? My family, for sure. You know, I um, I think I I love my family. I feel like we're very close. Um, I love the idea of having a future working with my children, and. Um, and I feel that I have a real responsibility to um, model a certain lifestyle and um, work ethic. And so, uh, and then I would say after that, for sure, our employees. Um, you know, we have dozens of families that count on us to do our best every day and provide them with a good living and benefits and a quality work experience that enriches their life. And so, uh, pretty easy. Haley, what about you? What gets you up in the morning that takes you to work? Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just enjoy the work that I do. It's easy to want to come to work here because our culture, our environment is great. I have awesome coworkers. I already said I love working with my dad and um, my direct supervisor is the general manager of the three stores and um, she's awesome and I get to do things like pal and network and meet awesome people. So I feel like all my questions, the answer comes back to people, but that's the truth. So the work that you do, Haley, I was told by a certain somebody from the Midwest that you offered to help him, maybe her, it was, it was him, with a project that they were working on. You offered to do that, that thing for him. So are you offering your services for everyone in pal to, <laughs> to create a flyer for marketing or, or something like that? Yeah, whoever's the highest bidder, I'll do it. I believe you just offered it, you know, free of charge pro bono. So, well, you know. I think that I have the unique opportunity to get to focus all most of my time on advertising, and I know that that's a really hard thing for a lot of people to do, especially when an owner or a manager um, is the one put in charge of that. Um, and so, when this particular person called me, yeah, absolutely, I'd help do that for them and or at least show somebody some of the tools to use to make it easier and quicker and something that's not as maybe I think people dread having to sit down and do advertising sometimes. And so, yes, I would love to help anybody who needs it. When we, when we talk about, <laughs> when we talk about advertising, um, who handles your Google reviews? I am, that's one of the, my weak spots that I don't uh, do a whole lot with that right now because I feel like there's been so much I've needed to learn in the last year regarding marketing. And then uh, this year I've been trying a bunch of new things in the stores. So it, it should be me, <laughs> but I haven't spent a lot of time on it. So if you get a bad review right now, who responds to it? If we get a bad review, it's usually me. However, uh, since we're in three communities and we're in our parents' store in Livingston. The other two are about two hours away. 
Um, I call the managers just to kind of discuss with them to see what really happened or what their take was on it just so I can respond accordingly to the person. And we always respond publicly, and then we try to directly reach out to that person in private if we can to elaborate on things with them. Got it. Um, what is the biggest mistake that uh, you have made at the store? Um, <clears throat> you know, I would say it's almost certainly when I rush to judgment. You know what I mean? Um, I I think that we're all busy. Everybody's busy, and um, a lot of times it's it's difficult to manage the manage all the moving parts. And um, yet, I think it's pretty critical to be able to pause. And so I'd say my biggest mistakes tend to be when I am, uh, when I'm moving too fast, make a snap judgment instead of thinking it through. Specifically, um, I would say uh, a pretty, a pretty good sized building um, opened up next door to us. And, um, I did not buy that building, and I probably should have. It would have allowed us to probably double our size. We'd have been a very large Ace Hardware store. But um, I, I'm looking back at that one. Uh, the jury's still out, but I think that could be a big, big mistake. He's leaving out that our competitor is moving into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That compounds it as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. There'd be a lot that, of eggs on that store. <laughs> that's a little salt in the wound right there for not buying it. A bit. Right. <laughs> Haley, have you ever made a mistake in the store? You asked Matt that, and I was trying to think if I ever do make mistakes. <laughs> um, I'm sure I've made lots. I'm trying to think of something that comes to mind quickly for me. Um, I would say the mistake that maybe I make is I have an office, and I do a lot of my work on my computer, so I'm not with people on the floor as often as I maybe could or should be to integrate myself into the team better um, as opposed to like my own separate marketing entity. Um, and I could always improve on that. What is the best customer story you have? So I'm not sure I'm gonna get all the details right. It was several, several years ago, probably maybe as many as 10. There was a gentleman and Butte who was a homeless amputee. He, I think he, ha he was missing both of his legs. Uh, and I, and he had, I know he had at least one arm. He may have, he may have also had an arm amputated. It was winter and Butte is one of the coldest places in Montana. And his um, homeless guy in a wheelchair, middle of winter, his, um, his electric wheelchair breaks down. So somebody pushes him into our store and I wasn't there that day. I really wish I had been. Um, and <clears throat> so he tells the staff what's going on and, you know, they, they lifted him out of his chair. They brought, they put him in the, uh, in the break room. They got him like some hot coffee and some food and they just went to town on this guy's chair. They fixed whatever electrical issue he was having with his chair, but they also like cleaned the chair. They like 
repurposed the padding. You know, they just went all out and, um, and, you know, set the guy back in his chair and he said, thank you very much. He was pretty emotional about it. And <clears throat> I never found out about it from my team. Nobody told me about it. I got a letter from a customer um, and I don't live in the Butte community. I live, I, at the time I lived in Livingston, which is a couple hours away. This person, this customer who had watched all this happen, tracked me down, wrote me a letter describing the whole scene and said, it's one of the most moving things I've ever seen. You know, just people, how people treating somebody um, and with such kindness and love and, uh, yeah, it's always stuck out to me as probably our best moment. That that's awesome. Yeah, that that's awesome that the staff would take that initiative and just do that to help somebody else. Do that, and and you know, I don't think that we're unique in that regard. I mean, I feel like I feel like that's what ACE people do all over the place, probably every day. Well, you that's know. why they're doing hardware stories is because this is that way. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, so hope, you know, so it's nice to know that we're, we're, uh, we're holding up our end of the deal here, but yeah, I think that there's, there's a lot of great ACE people. That's one of the great things about being associated with ACE. So quick, quick sideline on Sunday, um, we, we go to the Episcopal church in Bozeman. And so the head of the Episcopal Church in all of America was there, the head bishop, and he did the sermon, right? So this guy's like the Pope, man. I mean, he's a big deal. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm walking out. I shook his hand and said, thanks. It was a pleasure listening to you speak today. And I had my ace jacket on. And he was like, ace is my favorite place anywhere and uh, and he's from like baltimore i was like that's awesome how cool was that that that's awesome you know <laughs> ace is made up of individual people but it's all together one big family and we help each other out by being the best we can in our communities i mean that that's just what ace is meant to be yeah it's cool to be a part of so what's your weirdest customer story well, we had a guy poop in an aisle one time. That was probably the weirdest <laughs> I can think of. Like not not in a display toilet, just right yeah. in the aisle. No, it wasn't the guy from Jackass. It was um, yeah, a guy just uh, yeah, he pooped and he kind of just shook it out of his pant leg and walked on. It was uh, you know, clean Weird. up clean up an aisle eight. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I'm yeah. not going any more questions on that one. That's just, that is a weird one. <laughs> um, what do you think are the key aspects for a hardware store for long-term health? We talked about, you know, online orders, but is there anything else besides online? Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, I mean, this obvious answer for us is culture, right? I mean, you have to have a great culture and it's good. And, it, and I believe it has to be, centered around your employees first and foremost. You know, I know we're a customer service organization. It's what we hang our hat on every night. Um, but in order to do that, you have to have a great employee culture. So I think that's true of a hardware store or any business. Um, so I would say that's your foundation. Uh, 
because I think that leads to great employer retention. And we love to have, you know, people that work here um, who our customers are familiar with. They know our customers by name. Our customers know that they're experts. And that is born out of, you know, long-term retention. And, um, you know, outside of maybe the human aspect of it, I would say, I think great inventory control practices are very important. Um, I think it was something that I tended to downplay maybe early on. We, we were, we've always tried to invest heavily in inventory. You know, we'll run 70 to 80 bucks a square foot. Um, so we like to be full. We like to have lots of stuff. And I, always, and I think that that's a very, very important part of, of good inventory uh, practices. But um, as I think we've matured, I think that um, certainly working mango better and, and amongst a lot of other things, um, I really believe that that is so critical for your financial health. Besides mango, are there any um, programs you use to help you in the store? Well, um, you know, we've used Mango for a really long time now, um, and we're and we're very good at it. Probably, as you know, with Mango, in order to get good, you better do something for a long time consistently. Um, you know, we've used we've used uh, Margin Master, I think, literally from our first month, um, and um, and that's always been a great tool for us. Um, as far as technology goes. Uh, Haley, you had one other thing you wanted to mention here. We started Project Manager, which is something our Butte uh, manager has, per I think. Performance Manager. Per oh, Performance Manager? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so that shows how much I know about it, but I know it's something that gives you a lot of knowledge as to, like, what are your top SKUs, how much did you sell this time last year to this year. It's a great uh, tool for merchandising and looking into the future for buying, and that's been a really uh, – an instrumental thing in Butte, and I think soon in our other two stores when, you know, the managers get time to check it out, I think. Yeah, I, and I mean, I suspect, Ryan, I mean, um, you know, we we are not, we don't have, we don't go full-blown compass. We tried that years ago, and I, we struggled with it at the time, and I just think, as you know, with software, you kind of have to use it every single day, and it's really hard to break habits. Um you know, so we use business advisor for that kind of stuff forever. Um, so I'm sure that um, performance manager compass, I know lots of companies have been on it for a long time. So we have a long way to go to learn and um, get good at that. And it's an Epicor product. So it takes a little bit of a learning curve, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you use a mobile manager from Epicor? Yes. Do you, uh, do you sit at home on your phone just seeing what you sold on your off days and, you know, how your sales are doing? Never. Never? Never. Not once. Um, I sort of believe in the process more than the result. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, obviously, we review financials regularly in detail with our, with our team. We share all financial information around here with everybody and all that. But my focus is very much on the means. Uh, I think if we, I think if we execute on the process, the results will be there. 
So I very, so I'm very rarely focused on, oh, what happened today, right? I, uh, I believe that you were just asking about sustaining long-term success. Um, I choose to definitely have the long view. And when I first started, I didn't. Man, I would watch, um, you know, I would I would watch sales like a stock ticker, and it drove me crazy. And I realized that if I, it was driving me crazy, I was probably driving other people crazy. Um, and so, yeah, no, I never do that. Do you use any apps for your cell phone to communicate with your staff, or or any technology based on on portable devices that you want to share with with us? Man, I'm the wrong guy. I'm just not um, a guy. And, and listen, I I mean, I just told you how important I think our improvement as a company in the te in the technology area is critical going forward. And yet, you know, I'm I'm not a hugely technologically savvy guy, and so uh, and maybe I'm a bit old school in in the way that I sort of feel like um, you know my role in the company and interfacing with employees is to do it face-to-face. -face. Now, I don't manage a store, so the managers communicate the things that need to be communicated, but I don't think that we use necessarily anything, uh, you know, interesting or groundbreaking. Now, Haley might disagree in terms of maybe the benefit or HR side of things. No, I don't think we use anything that's Outside of maybe having like a benefit portal where someone can log on to things, but that would be kind of on their individual use. Um, we do most of the stuff, like he said, face to face. So we have two team meetings a day, one for the first crew and one for the second crew that comes on later in the morning and weekly manager meetings. I think the one today was like an hour and a half over the phone. So we do a pretty good job of staying in communication anyways. And, um, and then we email. So we don't use anything that's super progressive or different for an app for communication. Yeah, do you know of any that we should know about? There's, you know, task lists and things like that, just so everyone's on the same page, but I don't use too many myself. Okay. Oh, we use Trello. I don't know why I just forgot about Trello. Um, I would assume lots of stores use Trello, but just a way to communicate with everybody if there's some tasks that need to happen or something like that. But we usually get those done in our morning uh, huddles that we do. Yeah, do you, are you familiar with it, Ryan? I am, yes. Yeah, so, you know, Trello.com, and yeah. you can create lots of different boards and, you know, can, you know, can go several layers deep, and you can have stuff that's public for all employees. You can have stuff that is uh, private for certain people, and that's, that is a great communication tool. We've been using it for quite a while now, I'd say probably five years or more, and uh, eh, probably, yeah, somewhere around there. Um, so yeah, I hadn't really thought of that, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a huge part of our employee communication, Trello.com. Well, what about employee scheduling? Are, have you looked at deputy? We have, we, we are not using it at the moment. Um, but that could change. Do you have something, uh, electronic for scheduling or is it the old paper and, and pencil and yeah, so no, we, we, we use uh, technology. It's not, um, it's kind of a homegrown thing that we have. It's not very sophisticated, frankly, but it worked for us for a long time. Um, we, no question, we could be uh, 
there, there's a better best practice than we're practicing. And um, I, I would think probably within the next six months, we'll, we'll move to something quite likely it could be deputy. For currently on when I work. Sure. Um, let's talk about outside influences. Do you follow anyone, anyone outside of ACE that has influenced you? Yeah, I mean, you know, when I, the, the two probably most influential people for me, a uh, couple of guys that I worked with um, who I don't work with now, but are uh, close friends, uh, a friend of mine named Jeff Klausman. I worked with Jeff years ago. Uh, just a really great entrepreneur, great risk taker, really smart. Um, I learned a lot from uh, working with Jeff. And uh, just prior to that, I worked with a guy named Andy Watt, who was the CFO for this online research company I worked for. And uh, Andy kind of got me at a pretty important time, um, I think right around when Haley was born. And really at the time, I was, um, I was living an outdoor life, working at a ski hill and um, I was a fishing guide in the summers and hunting in the fall. And um, this guy, Andy, really taught me how to be a professional, taught me how to business travel, how to sell things. And um, yeah, so, and, and taught me about a kind of um, generous employee first kind of attitude. And uh, that, you know, you, to be a boss, you didn't just have to be a domineering jerk, you know. <laughs> Haley, do you follow anyone outside of this? <clears throat> hmm. Well, my my first answer for who's influential to me is my parents, and that involves Ace, but in a lot of ways does not involve Ace. Um, and maybe that's a cliche answer, but they, you know, raised me in a loving household, and they were present. And they taught me a lot of values and morals, and I really think that where I am today, whether that was with ACE or not, but the person that I am and still becoming is because of them, and um, that's what I would say, my parents. Got it. Uh, do either of you listen to any podcasts? Yeah, for sure. I, I've been listening to quite a few lately. Um, I like Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. You ever listen to him? I do not. I do not know. Uh, it's good. Really good storyteller. Um, that one, I think it's called the Weekly. Um, a lot of TED Talks. I've been listening to a lot of TED Talks recently. Um, what is it? Um, I listen to a lot of Bill oh. Belichick interviews. That's all I hear now. Sharing an office with him. Yeah, you bet. I definitely <laughs> listen to listen to Belichick. Right. I love the. I you know. I only focus on what I can control, do your job. Um, yep. So there's a few for you. When you say Bill Belichick, um, did you hear his press conference this week about the uh, the TV crew that went out to, where was it, Cincinnati? Or wherever it was to film, film the sideline for an advanced scout? Did you hear that story? We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> well, the interview he had was the most clear interview saying, I had no idea what was going on. It wasn't mumbling and we're talking about Cincinnati. It was, it was very, you know, uh, 
well-spoken and, and loud and enunciated. And, and, you know, when you're talking about Bill Belichick, that's the first thing that comes to mind is we're on to Cincinnati, we're on to the next one. You know, don't yeah. talk to me about something not, not important. And I'm, I'm glad you didn't follow in his footsteps in this interview because this has been, this has been awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, I, I, uh, I just think that, um, yeah, that, that clarity of focus um, on I, I can only control what I can control. And all I can do is do my job. And all I can do is think about what's right in front of me. I mean, whether you like the New England Patriots or not, it doesn't matter. I mean, that kind of singleness of focus is why he's been so successful. And uh, I don't think it would matter what that guy did. I think he would crush it because that's what he believes in. And I think when – I mean, I honestly, you know, I, I try to think about those things, you know, like – um, as things come up, you know, like, okay, what can I do about this? Well, nothing. So I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not good at it. I'm not him, but yeah. Win or lose today, we're on to tomorrow, right? You bet. Uh, so speaking of, you know, competition uh, and, you know, even though that Ace's family, you know, you still compete about against other Ace stores because they're not yours. Um, have you been to any other Ace stores, um, and did you find any that impressed you? And what did they do that impressed you? Yeah, sure. Um, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, Ryan, have you been to Montana? I don't believe so. Well, I know that there's lots and lots of great ace stores all over the world. Um, but there are a lot of very, very good ace stores in Montana. And, um, you know, a lot of, like, like everywhere, a lot of multi-generational people, um, I think that we have a couple of advantages out here. Um, you know, we have great distances between communities, and so people are quite likely to, to be loyal and, and shop in their community, be strictly out of convenience and of uh, location, right? Um, but we also, we have a lot of space. So we have big stores, and we have big parking lots, and we have big receiving areas and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe that we have some advantages there that, that are, I mean, you know, if you're in downtown, um, you know, San Francisco or Chicago, I mean, you don't have a ton of parking and, you know, lots of, uh, real estate. So with that being said, um, you know, like mile city is just such an impressive store. I think it's, you know, 60,000 square feet. They have, Radio Shack, they have appliances, furniture, veterinary medicine. You can rent a, um, a bucket loader, um, all the stuff for your wedding that you need. Um, Superstore, excellent store. And the Stedman family's been doing it for, I don't know, 50-plus years and just excellent, excellent retailers. Um, there are a bunch of great stores in Billings, Montana. The newest one um, is one out in Lockwood. Uh, it's about a 15,000 square foot store. Um, we actually ended up modeling our new Butte store off of that design because we liked it so much. Just how it was laid out and some of the thoughtful details, um, just really, really well done. Like for instance, they had um, in their store, you know, they had, um, uh, outlets that you could roll down from the ceiling over practically every aisle, right? I mean, that's a great idea. We stole that idea. 
they have um, in the front of the store, they have uh, overhead doors. So at night, they just hit a button and all their outside uh, and the merchandising in the front of the store is locked up safely. Um, really nice design. Um, you know, there's a couple of excellent stores up in Great Falls, Montana. That, um, Jim Helen is uh, one of the very best retailers that I know. The uh, the Lewistown store, I don't remember their exact square footage, but I want to say it's like 10, 10 to 12,000 square feet. Yeah. And you go in there and you think you're in a 20,000 square foot store. Um, most incredible merchandisers and just, um, man, they, they buy inventory and their, and, and their customers know they're in it. Uh, I remember at one time, I think years ago, they were, they, uh, they had the highest customer service rating, I think in the nation, like, oh. yeah, they're dynamite retailers. Um, you know, Bozeman, there's a downtown store, um, in Bozeman, Montana, owned by the Bowman family that um, I think has been a hardware store since like 1890. And for those of you living on the eastern part of the United States, I mean, 1890 is not that long ago, right? Because, you know, Massachusetts and Delaware and all those places had people in it in the 1600s. But, you know, 1890 is about when people started coming out here. And, um, and those guys have a hardware store basically from that time period. Great old brick building. Um, they've done an incredible remodel here in the last couple of years. Just a fantastic business. So there are some of them. As, as Haley was growing up, did you take family vacations to visit other A stores? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'll tell you, one of my very favorites is uh, Telluride. Have you seen that store? Which one? Telluride, Colorado. I have not. Uh, well, Telluride's, you know, heaven on earth. So, uh, and they just have a beautiful store and, and they are very good at what they do. So I, I guess I'm taking my family on vacation to visit eight stores around Montana and, and Colorado and see the sights. You bet. Now, I will <laughs> tell you that I think um, uh, Michael Wynn's stores down on the west coast of Florida are, you know, maybe some of the very, very best anywhere. I mean, those guys do an incredible job. Around Fort Myers, Naples, Estero, Bonita Beach, really, really good. Well, that'll, that'll be next on my list then. You bet. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Um, not necessarily. I mean, we, we're prepared for anything you throw at us, but, uh, um, you know, I was looking at the end of your – the end of your list you said um who should we talk to next you want me to give you a couple suggestions i do yes well uh i don't know how well or if you know todd stedman but uh i think todd is one of the most interesting conversationalists that there is he's just a smart guy and a really good person and his family's been around the business a long time he was on the board he was a dealer group leader for he was also an years. original PAL member yeah, as well. Yeah, he was a yeah, goes way back with PAL and you know, he, he's got that he's got that incredible store. So just a just a really interesting and great person. So he would be one. Uh, I always enjoy my conversations with uh, Eric Hassett. 
Um, Kevin Barton comes to mind. He's in Big Sky, Montana. You know, Kevin was a was a true value guy for 20 years, um, and he built a, a brand new A store down in, in Big Sky, Montana, which is just exploding. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a he's a great retailer and a really good guy. And and um, I think he probably has some good stories to tell. I always enjoy my conversations with Amy Kaplanis. Um, Kristen Pelliser is, I think, one of the smarter retailers that I know and does a great job. And I always enjoy the few times that I get to see her and talk to her. So there's a few people for you. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Haley, do you have anything to add? I don't think so. Any, any questions that that you want to ask Matt? Oh, <laughs> I need more time for that one. Are you guys in cahoots? Is she about to ask me for a raise? I was thinking of promotion, but <laughs> those go hand in hand, right? They they, they can. <laughs> uh, but I want to thank you two for taking the time today. It was fun. You know, it, it's it's enjoyable to hear about people on all, all over the country with Ace, and and I hope you two had fun doing this with me. Oh man, yeah. I mean, thanks for thinking of us, and I think. Um, you know, I mean, this just feels like a really great way to, to connect ACE together, right? For us to be able to listen to how other people do things. And and um, so, yeah, we appreciate you helping, you know, allow us to participate. So Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So best of luck in, in your future endeavors with your business. And I'm sure we'll see you at the next show in Chicago in, in March. So that'll be warm and exciting. So uh, <laughs> take care, you too, and we'll talk to you in the future. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Ryan. Ryan. Thank you. Bye. Bye.